I want to tell you before, this is not taped, right? Before, until he comes back, I want to tell you the rules of humor, Shlomo. You were excellent last night. The rules of humor is one simple rule, and it was broken twice last night. Last night was wonderful. It was a great time. And I, I, this is not said to Rip. I'll tell you the truth, that in camps, it makes me upset. Camps, every camp goes through this. They ask kids to say jokes, to put on plays. Then afterwards, the self-righteous people are very angry. The chutzpah, they have what? What? Are they coming? Could you be here? Can you start off with a chair? Put a chair right here. If the next day they're getting all upset at the guy you put on the play, and it bothers me to no end at the, the camp. You're asking a kid to do it. Kids aren't, you know, kids are kids. They're young. They're 18. They're wonderful people. Then you get all upset. If you really care, so don't have plays. It bothers me. You pretend self-righteously. If you felt a chutzpah, so cancel the politics. Kids, people are people. I asked. They were great. They were, I was so proud of them. I should have told the guys the rule before, but I wanted to hear it now. This is the rule of humor. 100% rule. If you keep these rules, your plays will be perfect. Your grammar will be perfect. The basic rule is you only let to make fun of somebody you love. Because... The reality has to be you're crazy over the person. That's the reality. You can, you can, you can, if a person does right cast, but they do love right cast them. Because that's the reality, it will come out right. That's the basic rule. You hear the rule? That's the basic rule. I, I mean that. I mean that. You could choose. What? I mean that. That's the rule. You hear the rule? And if you don't love something, don't, don't, don't speak about it. I feel strongly that if you keep that rule, things will be good. In any play you do, you write a play, and if there's somebody you don't love, you know, he's not in, he's, no jokes about him. That's, that's what I think, the simple rule. I should have told the rule before last night. That's the rule that has to be done that way. Rebezi, how, you mask him? Mask him to the rule? Okay, so that, that, was, that was the rule. Yeah, that's true, that's true. It's only, should I make sense? It's not an intelligent rule. Yeah. Okay. I wanna I wanna thank you so much. <laughs> what I would like to ask I, yeah, yeah. It's very good for camps, this rule, to spread this rule. That any play, the ones who are making the plays, Avi, you ask them to this rule. I think it's a, I think in Heller they should tell the people making the play, you only make fun, it has to be real. If you care about, you like the person, you could, even, it doesn't mean things will be perfect, but it's likely you'll do it right. It's a simple, you only make fun of somebody you like. That's it. And you have to be real. Not, and, and when you do that, it usually comes out funny and good because you didn't. You're not nevazi. You like the person. You like the person.
It was the first. No, the first is not because they anti, but it wasn't. It's not somebody you're you're close to. You can't. You cannot. There's no. It's not a good idea. It's not, if, you're, if you're not, if, if it's somebody you, if they would, if they're, not because they're anti. It's just not a. You can't make fun of somebody. If you love some, a rabbi, you love. So it is so fine. It comes out good. It was it's a comical. It's a very good idea. Simple rule. Israel, ask him. Okay. What I, 100, that was perfect. That was perfect. I'm asking. That was perfect. That's how it came out. So that, that's what I was talking Excellent. It was real. That it, all that was fantastic. That's the truth. But anyway. It's such a good rule. But they already took away the Zohar. So tell them they can put it back. This is the rule. Keep this one. Baruch Atah, Deinah, Yolaylo, Malachah, Yolaylo, Yolaylo, I want to say, Rabbi, say the following Malbim, the following Malbim that I want to learn with them. We know there's a principle that Hashem sends Refua Kaidim Amake. The principle of Refua Kaidim Amake is on display in the Megillah. In the Megillah, we're under threat, we're under duress from Haman. He has Xerus clear, Xerus destruction against the Jewish people. And Unbeknownst to us at the time, the Yeshua was already in place. Esther Amalka is already beforehand put in the palace waiting for the Yeshua. And the question very simply is, what in the world is intended by Refua Kaidim Amaka? What's the gain to us? Why does Hashem operate in such an hugger? If what would be if there's a tzara, a homo would come against us, then we would do tshuva, and then, and then Esther be voted in to be queen. What changes? Why is it relevant? And why does Hashem have such an hugger that the refuah David was there the whole time? What would be wrong? Haman would make Xayar against us. Subsequently, there would be, the queen would die, would be killed, and then they'd put Esther in the palace and she'd save us. Why does it have to be the Yeshua was there the whole time? That's the question. What is the gain of Refua Kaid Mamaka? What does it help us? What's the significance of Refua Kaid Mamaka? It doesn't mean always Hashem does Refua Kaid Mamaka. There are times there's no Refua there. It's one of the Anhogas of Hashem. Something Hashem tends to do is an Anhog of Hashem. That He sends a Refua before the Maka. Already the solution's in place before the Tzara comes. And the question is what's the gain? If we don't know about the Rafua, so we were equally scared because yeah, we didn't know about the Rafua. So what's the difference? Shoo, it was there the whole time. What does that help me? That's the question. I'm sorry? Esther was in the palace already, but it was all set in place before the Makkah. Because once she's the queen, the whole Xera, we were in tremendous pachad. It's true. Akiva's right, there were still steps that had to be afterwards, 100%, but the point is that Hashem already orchestrated stuff. Afterwards, when we had the Yeshua, we saw that before Hashem sent the Makkah, he was very busy already with the Refuah. Hashem had worked, Kaviyachol, Hashem had already, you would think Hashem, Hashem was angry at the Eden, and he sent an Einish, he sent the Makkah. But he already done work before he put the Maka in place. There was work being done orchestrating the Rafur. So, that Masha with the being sick, that one with the. the Soviets, yeah. Say the Masha. Say the Masha. You say. <laughs> <laughs>
Russian Jew you get again. Is that Marshall? I don't know. I don't remember. The standard answer, and I don't, there's not what, this, this is not what we're going to say today, but the standard, I feel like I'm imitating Rebezi from last night. <laughs> The standard answer of Refua Kaidamaka is how much Hashem loves us. That even when He's busy punishing us, His innermost thoughts, what's more important is to help us. So the fact that He was working on Yeshua before shows how much He loves us. Could you imagine, like a parent, before they patch their kid, they're like breaking the ice pack and they like set up the ice pack down there and they give a patch and quickly put on the ice pack. Like, they were busy caring about us before. before you know, they, they, they run to the store. One minute, Yankel. They, I shouldn't use that name. They run to the store, and they go and buy some candies. Then they give a pasha kid, and they give him a candy. So it shows, I didn't want to hit you. If I can, I care for your goodness. So that, that's like the standard approach, a very interesting approach, why you're full mamaka. But I, I want to say over the Malbim is something profound and deep. The Malbim says a superficial person, when they look at events, the superficial person sees the following thing. Problem, Haman. That's the problem. We daven, and then tshuva, tefillah, and then we get to the solution. Is Haman's destroyed? Haman's hung. That's the shallow person. Zuck the Malbim, it's the wrong picture of what's going on. The real problem is distance from Hashem. The problem is the Yidin ate from a Sudasach The problem is that we're not serving the Rabbi Nishlam in a sincere way. That's the problem. Haman comes, the Chazal tell us he did Yosem more than all the Nevi'im did. Haman and Achashverish by Asaras Tabatai did more than all the Nevi'im. Haman comes as Xera. It drives us to Chuvu to return to Hashem. That's the end of the story. The problem was Rechuk from Hashem. Haman comes because of distance from Hashem. <coughs> Haman comes, Xer is clear to remind us, Klal Yisrael do tshuva, and the answer is tshuva. So what Hashem does, now that you've done tshuva, there's no more need for Haman. So what Hashem does to teach us that the end of the story is not Haman's d- death, that's not the climax. That's not the goal, that's not the issue. The problem wasn't Haman, the problem was before Haman. The problem was Averim. The problem was not being loyal to our mission. Haman comes, sent by Hashem, allowed by Hashem, to to get us to do tshuva. We do tshuva is the end of the story. It says, is the pshat, the refu was there the whole time, the refu is not the end of the story. It shouldn't build up this drum roll, we have a threat, what's going to be, and then swoops in the Yeshua. If that would be, we would view the Yeshua as the climax. So when you read the story, the Yeshua is earlier in the book. You're reading the book, and things are happening in the Megillah, it's awkward. You read the Megillah, Vashti is dying, hey, that's part of the answer. I'm getting the good news before I got the bad news. It's, it's confusing in the Megillah. Before Haman ever comes, Vashti's being killed. Vashti, this Rishanta dying, is a part of the Yeshua. 
a man has, has a crazy idea in his mind to kill his wife. He chooses of all people a tzadikah sadar. So the Yeshua came. This, the end of the story is early. It's the beginning of the book. And it's put at the beginning of the book because that's not the climax. That's not what we're going towards. The great ending of, the, of how Lahabdil James Bonds flies down and jumps on the thief, whatever he does, that's not the end of the story. Over here, Lahabdil's put at the beginning of the story because that's not the climax. The climax is that Klai Yisrael returned to Hashem. The tshuva is the climax. That is the celebration that we return to Hashem. We asked the Kasha the other day, we asked that Tainus Esther is such a strange Tainus. It's a difficult Tainus. It's the, one of the most difficult days on the calendar. When I was your age, I went to my Rebbe. And I said, every Tainus I understand, because it's still Chorban today. So that which I fasted for yesterday and before is still relevant today. Tainus Esther, while you're fasting, don't, break, don't burst anybody's bubble. Guys, it ended well. Things were fine. What are we fasting for? Yeah. So my Rebbe answered some that the Mishabura answers. According to this, the climax is we return to Hashem, the tshuva. That is Tainus Esther, a young tshuva. To remember that was the climax, return to Hashem. The Tainus Esther is a unique Tainus. It's almost a celebration. It's not a sad tainus. Today, Mishabura says, remembering that the Yeshua comes because we return to Hashem, because of Tvila and Shuvah. Part of the goal is the Tshuva and the Tvila. The Yom Tshuva and the Tvila is the goal. That was the victory. We returned to Hashem, we did Tshuva. But of course, when we do Tshuva, so now there's no need for the Sinai. There's no need for the enemy. So now Hashem's Megala, by the way, I already did all the work, it's all in place. He's gone, but that's not the climax of the story. So that's how the Malbim, gorgeous Malbim, explains the Indian, the deeper Indian of Rafua Kaidma Maka. Even the Pshat device that we celebrate physically that we celebrate physically on, on Purim, we make a physical celebration. Chanukah, we know the celebration, is a spiritual celebration, And on Purim, there's an Indian of Suda. The reason there's an Indian of Suda is because our Aveiru is a bad Suda. Our Aveiru is, our Aveiru is a bad Suda, and we celebrate with a good Suda, that, was, that is Gufa, that is the victory, that's how we get to the victory. We're misakin that which we did wrong. In that day, we ate at a suda, an illicit suda, and the way we're misakin is by having at a good suda. The way we, our victory is no longer going to bad suda, it's going to a good suda. But there's something I want to, there's something I, I feel barely, ruba deruba 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 chayim. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain ruba deruba, I quote my Rebbe. I say this to my Rebbe. This year's Sayyid, I have to speak over with my Rebbe. There's something that's, that I've been saying for the last year, and, and I, I just believe it's the MS. I think it has to be taught to them. I think in this day and age, it's a mitzvah rabbi to teach this, to give it over. It's the MS, it's completely the truth. I think it's a mitzvah rabbi. I think, David, if people would know this, this would be misakin a lot. I was happy Ravezi picked on it last night because it's an Iker Godel by me that I want to be Mepharsim David. 
<laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> but what I want to say, David, is as follows. On Purim we celebrate in a physical way, and we have parties. It seems so ironic. We did a chet. We ate by Achashverosh's party. And how do we celebrate Purim? With a big party, a big suda, David. I think there's a Yisai David that has to be taught today. When we, today we're exposed more than any other door, it seems obvious that we're exposed more than who, I don't know Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim is Moli Shtufa, maybe Mitzrayim looked like this. But certainly anything I've seen in my life, anything my parents, my Rebbeim have seen, and, and see, my grandparents have seen, we're the most exposed, the most accessed to the world and to the preachers of the world more than ever. Aveir is begolui, and everybody has access to it. And when people see things that are, that, are, that are tempting, and they look like something valuable and precious, so the response to the world typically is, Ech, there's nothing there, it's just bad, it's just ra. And that's truth, what they're showing is ra, the Averis are bad, there's a life of sadness. I think matan is a new thing that has to be taught. And that's the typical response, and it's true also. What they're showing, Ra, there's nothing, there's no life of happiness there. When I was your age, a year joined Rai Perishir. He's in the world of truth today. But he joined Rai Perishir. He was a man in his 50s. And it left an impression when we were 18-year-olds. And he told us, I spent the life of running after bad things, of running after ladies. And he said, I ruined my life. He said, I'm not married. He was divorced. He told us that Sarah left an impression when we were young kids, and he explained the pain of all the things of running after things that aren't true, that have no value, that don't cause a person long-term happiness or satisfaction. So typically, that's the schmooze when we see bad things. We say there's no happiness there. It's not, it's not kedai to pursue. I think there's something deeper that has to be taught today. Maybe at a time when there wasn't that much exposure, just hearing that's enough. There's a deeper truth that you have to know. The things were misave, we have a taiva for. For persons misave, a girl, it's a good thing. Except there's a place and a purpose for it. The things typically, people want covered, right? Kestenbaum wrote a safer, a brilliant safer. People pursue covered. Of course, false covered and fake covered. I'm holding it not to give a chuckle like it has it. But people look at... I just did it, you blew it. But people look, people look at... People run after covered. David HaMelech calls his neshama Ura Kfaydi. There's a place for covered. The Messiah speaks about desiring covered in Leilam He speaks about you should want covered in Leilam People are pursuing covered. They say, shtos, not shtos. It's just that, that's not the covet you want. That's a forgery and a false one. There's a party of Achashverosh. You're tempted, Haman's party. Say, ah, stupid, no, no, parties are wonderful. It's not stupid. Parties are great. Make a Suda Shabbos, a Siyam, a Sudas Purim. There's a deeper message that the party you see is an imitation. Hashem was created the world for the Yidden. You know, when, when, when <coughs> this Yid visited us and read the Medrash, that Haman went to his advisors, Haman and and he said, we want to kill the Yidin. The advisors said, stupid Haman, the world was created for these people. If they don't exist, the world doesn't exist. 
If not for the bris of Yom of Alayla, if not for the treaty of Kabbalah Satayra, if not for this nation accepting the Torah, every pleasure under the sun was created for the Lame Torah. It's a pasuk, it's the reality. The first lesson of the Torah, I say, Bereshus, Bishvil Yisrael Shinikoreshus, Bishvil Atayrish Shinikoreshus. Hashem's first lesson He ever taught us in His Torah, the first lesson Avidim to tell us is every single thing I'm created is for the Jewish people and for Torah. All the pleasures are for the Lame Torah. When they make a party, they're imitating and trying to steal that which they can't have. And I think the lesson when we see things with Lord, you don't have to go there to get it. But it's so tempting. It's so luring. It looks so good. Fool. That Suda is stolen. That Suda is not where the Sudas are supposed to be. That's an attempt, a meager, a, a, a poor attempt at imitation of a Suda of eating carbonus, of eating a carbon that brought Bektush of of eating a Suda Shabbos, of eating a suda siyum, of eating a meal in order to have strength to serve Hashem for the rest of the day. That's what I only created all the pleasures, all the delicacies at that suda were only created for, for Yidin, were only created for Loime Torah. Why certain, once they have a suda, you know, some people at a suda, at a tainus bechar, he makes a siyum, others could eat also. Why certainly a guy can also eat. The Pasuk says, Sadik Yisoyed Olam is the foundation of the world of Sadik. Pasuk and Mishlei. What it means is the foundation of the world is everything in the world's for him. It's his Siyum. At his Siyum, come eat for certain. The guy is eating from your Siyum. In Samti. He's eating from your Siyum. The profound Yid went to Sudasach Hashverosh. He shows up to the Suda, and what does he see there? Kalim, Kalim, Shainim. He sees the Kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. The deeper you, the, the shallow Yids just started crying. The deeper Yids saw a deep, profound message. He said, One second, I'm, I'm jealous of their party, and their party has our Kalim. What I think they have, they take from us. Their party have Kalim from the Beis Hamikdash. Their parties are only a meager and a meek imitation. And a meek imitation of that which was designed for holiness. That which was designed for the mikdash. Did they realize this, the Jews? The intelligent ones. And we celebrate with Sudas. We celebrate with Sudas. Pidafkavi. We celebrate with parties. With parties that have Kedusha. Parties that, are, that sing, sing Zmiris. Say the great Torah. With a Mishnah. With a Suda that families sit together being Mishabeach Hashem. Families sing together songs to Hashem. People encourage each other. So we have Mishnahs, we have parties understanding that that Chet that we ate from their party was a misunderstanding. We thought they have something that we don't. We thought there's something there. Not only don't they have something that we don't, a Suda was created in Loibrisi all the food at that Sudo, all the music at that Sudo was created to serve Hashem. 
Music was created Shiru Lashem. Shiru Lashem, Shiru, Shiru is for Hashem. It's designated for Hashem. Of course, of course. Shiru Lashem doesn't mean sing Tashem. It means song is only for Hashem. Sing only Tashem, not also Tashem. That is the purpose of song. They're allowed. They could have music if it's clean. But Shira, everything, it's a Pasuk. Hashem created the Briyav for Brisi Yom of Alayla, for the Bris of Torah. That's a Pasuk. It's the first lesson of the Torah. Biracious. Everything I created in the Briyav. It's the first lesson ever we learned. I think it's the most relevant thing to spread today, Rabbi Say. You're in any camp, spread it, you're any place. It's another Madrega. The old lesson of just it's bad, it's rah, stay away, is not enough today. I don't think it's enough today. It's too luring and tempting. I think we have to fill in another truth. The other truth is that that thing that tempts you, that thing you're interested in, there's a place for it. There's a place. Why do you think we have such a taiva? Taiva is not something just all meant to ignore. And It's meant to have shalom bayis. It's meant so a person builds a beautiful home. It's meant for good places, just in the right time and place. Not, not for stupidity, not for the rad that it's stolen for. That's stolen. Rabbi Kiva, the Gemara brings a Maisa. Rabbi Kiva had a Talmud. I told him the Maisa. Rabbi Kiva had a Talmud who was going, who was going, he, he had a Taiva and he was going to be over in Aveir of Znus. And his sitzes smacked him in the face and with great strength he held back from the Aveira. And the lady who was trying to get him to do the Aveira had never seen anybody have such strength in her life. She was nishtoimim, that somebody could have such strength, and she checked out Yiddishkeit, and she was Megayer, and she ended up becoming his wife. So the Gros says, again, the shallow person, Shas is deep. The shallow person sees a one-time story. The Gros says the lesson is what we just taught. The lesson is, the Gros says you can't steal a Hanod, there's a Xayr of how many Hanods, that's the Gros says. What I want to give over is this Nikudah, this Nikudah, that the Taiva itself, that he was Misavid, there's a place. There's a place. One day he married her. One day Beheter with Ktusha and Tara. It just has to be done in the right way at the right time for the right reasons. But there's not the, the negations that I can't have. The pleasures were created for us. Don't be lured out there. It's all created for in here. There's stuff we can't have. It is said. It is said that every every usher dicker thing in the world has a taste that that's mechuvin keneged that's mutter. So you could learn what's pshat in that. Hashem, we shouldn't feel gypped. <laughs> so you can't have chazer. None of us are so bad off. You can't have chazer. No, no. Can't have a cheeseburger. Why does Chazal tell us that every taste that's usher has a keneged taste? I asked a person who was balchuva. I asked them certain things. What tastes like it in, in our world? I was curious. But Chazal, what's the depth of that? So I can't have bacon, I'll live. Why does it have to be there's a kosher taste? I think there's a much more profound lesson of that. That alone, I can't have it. For Hashem it's worth it. There's a much deeper lesson. Hashem wants us to know all pleasures I created for you. It's true, I want discipline. There are things that are no, no question about it. But Hashem perhaps purposely designed a mutter taste, kinege, that usher taste, to express pleasures are yours. I created them for you. It's true, I want you disciplined soldiers who don't do certain things, most definite. There are things we can't do for sure. 
But I don't want you to think that I created pleasure solely as temptation that you can't have. Wow. Maybe it's true. Wait, what was the right from Horatius? Okay, it says Horatius. Everything I created is a Pasuk. Yisrael Shanik Horatius. Everything I created is for Yidin that are called Horatius and Bishvil Atayr Shanik Horatius. The first thing Hashem does in the Bree is I want you to know everything I created. I always think, I told the guys during learning groups in camp, I give learning groups in a room. And right is a window that they made the learning rooms. The window faces that you see the outdoor beautiful fields. And I always feel you try to get, because let's learn, let's learn. They're looking out there, salivating a good football field. You can see the football field here, the one they built up near, near my Shia room. You see beautiful fields. And guys, don't, I always think all those I think all those things you're looking at are not learn and don't have that. All that is to assist our learning. Certainly get breaks, enjoy. Hashem made a world to assist the Lohmetayr. It always amazes me. See, Hashem defines life, David. He sums up life. He says the three purposes to life. To get a connection to Hashem. Relationship. A real relationship. You and Hashem. You talk to Him. You speak to Him. You confide in Him. You and Hashem. Relationship. To do his mitzvahs, he has sivuyim, do his commands, and to pass nesiyonis, tests. Circle that one. To pass tests, the hard one. To pass tests, all the different challenges he sends our way. Three purposes of life. And then he says, but there's a beautiful world. Where does that fit in? So I would have said, that's nesiyonis. That's nesiyonis. That beautiful world, not for you. He doesn't say that. See, Mr. Sherm does not say that. Absolutely doesn't. The Savior that defines, he says it's to assist us. It's a Hashem. What is this? Mr. are challenges, hardships. Mr. are the apparent hardships, not the beauty of the world. It's fast, and he says, what's all the pleasures of the world? He should say, Mr. Right, it's in his sign that you have to use it for the good. It's true, everything's in the sign. But he doesn't describe the Anas of the world as meant as Mr. The Anas of the world are to give a Yishavadas. You know, when you read the Rebel Yasha book, Zevi Khan, where's that Reb Zevi Khan? He oh, brought me to uh-huh. the Rebel Yasha book, and you read the Rebel Yasha book, Zevi, he, he lived with unbelievable precious, unreal precious. He didn't touch Ayum Azeh. I think to myself, his, his precious, he for sure had a better Ayum Azeh. He appreciated, for him a piece of bread, and it did the job, it got him Kayach to learn. His glass of tea is whatever he had. He, he, he had no. He didn't do oil He didn't do oil There's a story there. It's not even their point to the story. It, it, this made me. It, ma- it made me lose my breath. This story. It's a little off topic, but as he said, I'm once in a while guilty of that. I really feel like I'm imitating Ezi last night. But okay. But there's a. There's a. There's a story there of Zev. I lost my breath. And that's not even the point to the story that they're bringing out. But, but from a side point, they have a story there. They're talking about his wife's Messiah Slavish for his Torah. He learned 18 to 20 hours a day. Till he was 80, nobody heard from him. He was just learning Yom of 18 to 20 hours a day. In the same oil Sarah Shul, he learned it. He'd come home for a few minutes for lunch. He'd come home for a few minutes, eat lunch with his wife, and go right back. So there, 1988, he gave the share. So there's a tshuva 
from a Dayan. His name is Rabbi Yosef Shalom al Yashiv. I believe he's a Dayan in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> Nobody heard. He was 80, 1988. He was, 80, he was, he was 70s. People didn't know he was. A friend said there's a Dayan in Eretz Yisrael. He had like, I believe he's a Dayan in Eretz it's, it's funny. The whole world, he ran Klal Yisrael. Nobody heard of him. He's in his 70s. He sat and learned Yom of Alayla. The Dalem knew about him. They knew there's this Masmid from he from his Kaddish from, from three years old. He sat and learned Yamba Lila. His parents oh, gave him the time. The Kitzratvarim is several Yashiv says he would eat lunch with his wife for a few minutes, she'd serve him lunch. And Rev Arya Levine, his wife's father, saw that what for a period she was serving him lunch like in the hallway before he walked in the house. He ate lunch in the hallway and then he went home, back to sh- back to Shul. For those eight minutes he was home, twelve minutes, whatever number. He sat down at a table. She put the table out of the kitchen into the hallway. And he ate lunch there and went home. Okay. So Vayi Levine went back to, went back to learn. So Vayi Levine said, it's not nice. Bring him into the house. So she said, one of the kids are sick. She doesn't want him to know. If he's in the house, he's going to see the kid there. So I put him in the hallway. He eats there. And then I send him back. This way he won't know the kid's sick. So they're saying, heard Sitkus. So that's what I, I what Matan just said. That's not even the point of the story. I, I lost my breath. Can you picture a Yid Parish? He didn't go to the fridge, check out what's for lunch. He walks home, his wife sits him down, he eats, and he goes back. If you put him in the hallway, he didn't ask questions. He sat there, he was no, there wasn't, there was no, he didn't run after Elam Reb Miller was like that. It said on Reb Miller that he didn't open the fridge for how many years? Reb, his, his grandson said Reb Miller didn't open the fridge for 50 years. He didn't, he, whatever his wife put on the table in front of him, that's what he ate. Here, well, Yashua, wherever his wife sat him down, he had no foothold in Elam His wife sat him down in the hallway. He says, the table's this. He sat there in the hallway. And he ate there, and then he went back to learn. That's... But even that precious Zevi is the pshat. He, he didn't need doilum azeb we need in order to appreciate it. He ate his piece of bread and he benched, he thanked Hashem. Even his pleasures in the book, he loved music. Well, Yasha was very, very musical. So his family knew he was musical. He wouldn't listen to tapes. He wouldn't listen. He was tempted. You want to hear Yashu's Taivas when he was a youngster? Yasso Rosenblatt was singing in Eretz and he was tempted. He almost went and he, he was kaivish. He didn't go. He continued learning. And he, he loved music. His grandchildren, while he was eating, would sing new songs for him during his few minutes. And then they would hear him later on when he was learning. He picked up songs very fast. He'd be learning. He'd be singing those songs. The they sang to him. It's amazing. And sometimes he would say, Genuk, like enough. I have to, like he wanted them to stop, like enough song. <laughs> that was like his Eilam But he enjoyed his Eilam That's what he enjoyed. That's what... <laughs> Amazing. On that note, can we sing one song? Let's hear Vayimah's song, and then we'll have Gemara Shias. And let me. Akiv, last night that that song was unreal. I asked tomorrow night. Yet see Eisberg's man, you see him. I asked if we could do that song again. Ba'atam Tiuli again. Do you mind? I'm a Sechtas Kedushin. Yitz Rabovsky has a song playing. It's going to be quite interesting. But if you do Vatim to you, that was... <laughs> you guys better be careful. I heard the base Medrash asked me if they could put a little skit on. Yitz is seen. I'm thinking about it. Akiva, what song? 
Can I, could I do me a Can we do? We didn't sing you did nefesh by Shal Shudas. Was guys consider me weird if we sing you did nefesh? Yeah, what was that? Yeah. What's happening right now? It has shops yeah. One song that we have to marry here by me and you.